Hey, welcome back for the New Year's edition of Three Old Geezers. Shout out to our friends at Mentality and Coffee for their sponsorship. We got Ed and Jim with me, and Ed, you have been steaming ever since we prepared for this, so I'm going to let you go first after I do one thing. One thing. Okay. One thing. Let's congratulate our colleague, Jim. He has exceeded 7,000 views on his blog. Congratulations, oh, Jim. Thank you. Thank you. I just got a uh, year in review from WordPress today and told me how many people had visited my blog over the past year, and I'm, I'm proud of that. And that, that's a yearly total. Yes. Wow. I didn't realize you had that many cousins. I'm from Arkansas. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Jim, <laughs> Jim just sits there and reloads it to, yeah. to, to build his page count, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. that's his deal. Uh, Jim, remind them the website to get to your blog. Can you do it this time? It's jim-stafford.com, and it's called Blog OKC. All right. Thank For you. For some very entertaining reading. Yeah, it's good. There's been some excellent stuff published yeah, through the years. Yeah, there was one by a Cardinals fan who um, – uh, wrote about his lifelong uh, affinity for the card. That's probably your best blog, actually. Right, right there with it. Oh, by the way. By the way. Um, are you still angry that that guy took your parking place at uh, at the Walmart lot? The other don't day? mess with an old man in Walmart, or don't mess with an old man anywhere. Hey, I went to the mall today. Speaking of old men, Quail Springs Mall. It's been a long, long time since I went to the mall. I hardly recognized it. I mean, there were people fencing in the mall. Well, it's a cool setup. I saw that yesterday, too. I know, but it was just shocking. You know, 20 years ago, I would see people fencing at the mall, but they would be doing it with switchblades out in the parking lot. <laughs> now they're actually doing it inside the mall. I went and had to get, I wanted to get a calendar for our kitchen. For my wife. And of course, being the frugal geezer that I am, I always wait till after Christmas to get the calendar. And so I go to a store to get the 40% discount, call my wife, and this is this is a pet peeve of mine. Call my wife, she says, what, what kind of calendar do you want me to get, dear? And I may have not said dear, but uh, she says, oh, I don't care. Oh, you don't care? Well, there's a 2024 Sports Illustrated swimsuit model calendar right here. And then she goes off, don't you dare get that. Don't you dare get that. You know I wouldn't want that. And I'm like, oh, so you actually do care what I get. That's my point. Don't say you don't care when you actually really care. Fine. <laughs> what? Of course, well, I that's what my wife says. Fine. Fine. Oh, that's the worst. When you get the simple response to a text message of, Fine, you know you've screwed up. That's bad news. And I told her I was going to tell this story. She told me to quit talking about her on the podcast. And I said, oh, I'm not going to do that. I am not going to stop talking about it. Hey, that's proof that at least one person is listening. Exactly. Well, you know, she told me when she really likes to listen to it is right at bedtime because it helps put her to sleep. So there. We got that going for yeah, us. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jim. Um, Ed came in. You two rode together. And Ed came in in a foul mood. Care to tell our listeners why Ed is in a foul mood? He was, he was steaming out the ears as we drove up. And the reason he was in a foul mood is, I can say, six 
turnovers. And six holding penalties. Add that one too. You could not have gift-wrapped a win and handed it to a team any better than what OU did last night. Six turnovers, six holding penalties. And I didn't really expect OU to win that game going in because of the turnover. Three-fifths of your offensive line is gone. you got a freshman quarterback making his first start. Uh, Arizona had few opt-outs, and mostly with the exception of an offensive lineman, their entire team back, and they're a good team. But the way they lost that game is just, it was pitiful. I mean, they had that game won. They're up 24-13. They're going to at least kick a field goal, maybe score 31-13, and then Farouk fumbles the ball for the second time, and it gets returned for a touchdown, and then they just completely collapse. Very disappointing, and it's a troubling trend, I think, under Venable's first two seasons. They just beat themselves more than the other team beats them. They lose close games. They don't win very many close games. Doesn't bode well going into the SEC in their first season next year. Now, we'll say this. Jackson Arnold, times he looked really good. I liked him, Ed. I, I liked him. At times he looked really bad, but that's what you expect with a freshman quarterback. So you can kind of understand that. But, yes, you can see the potential in him. Guy has got a gun of an arm. He just needs reps. He just needs experience. Can I just say that uh, last night, early in the game, I was really impressed with Arnold. And I sent Ed a text and I said, Gabriel has a gun. <laughs> yes. And he says, Gabriel. Well, it was a slight geezer moment. And, and the, <laughs> that, that geezer moment's been existing for like three weeks now. And uh, the very moment I sent him that text saying that he had yep. a gun, he threw an interception. So He was late on some throws. Uh, he had Drake Stoops open for a touchdown. He was late on that throw. He did get a pass interference, but they ended up having to settle for a field goal in that dry, drive. Uh, but he also did some very good things. He's got legs, too. He can run. He is a dual-threat quarterback. I think they'll be fine at quarterback uh, next year. They're going to have to rebuild an offensive line. I, I just think it's going to be tough. The real – Telling point for OU is going to be 2025. You will have, Venables will have recruited classes that will be upperclassmen. You'll have an experienced quarterback, hopefully, in Jackson Arnold, assuming these guys all stay. Yeah. Uh, That's that portal thing again. Arnold's going to be great playing for Georgia the last two years. Oh, okay. He's going to have quite a career. That's the other thing I'm going to rant about. We, We talked about this last week, too, about the portal, but college football. Gosh, I don't, these bowl games, I don't even want to watch them anymore. If you're not, Especially outside of the playoffs, these are not the same teams you watch during the season. So many guys are opting out because they don't want to stub a toe before going to the NFL. They don't want to hurt their chances. Or they're going to go play in somebody somewhere else. College football is just, as I said last week, it's over with. Yeah. And here's the perfect example. Caden Green, the offensive lineman for OU, started most seven games, I think, as a freshman. He decides to go to Missouri for NIL money, presumably. He's going to get more money there. The Oklahoma, and I forget which reporter did it, but they did a story talking, interviewing his teammates, 
what they thought about this. And his teammates were like, well, we understand because it's a business decision. It's just a business decision. That's how players, college football players, view the game anymore as a business. It's all a business decision. It's all about getting a paycheck. We need more players like Drake Stoops. After that, remember after the OSU loss, he was asked, well, does the Sooners have anything to play for? You're out of the Big 12 championship race, essentially. You're out of the national championship race. And Stoops goes, well, yeah, we have a lot to play for. You know, I take a lot of pride in playing for this university. You know, I love my teammates. I take a lot of pride in playing with them. And I love to play football. Mm -hmm. So I am going to bust my butt every time I get a chance to go out there. You know, and you might say, well, if Drake Stoops was a first-round pick, he'd be doing the same thing and opting out. I don't think so. I think he's a guy that would, no matter what the situation was, he would be playing in a bowl game. And that's what college football needs, people who love the game. And one more thing, Florida State, they got screwed. I'm all for Florida State. They've had 12 guys now opt out. Is it the Orange Bowl that they're playing, Georgia? Yeah, yeah. You have 12 guys opt out. If you feel that strongly that you guys are screwed and belong in the in the playoffs, why don't you go out there and have something to prove and go beat Georgia's butt? And then you can tell the world, look, we belong there. And frankly, if they go beat Georgia, they should crown themselves national championship. And I think it would be legitimate. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, if OSU can claim a championship in 1945, 60 years later, anybody can make that claim. But again, it goes back to these guys viewing the game as a business. They're not going to go out and play the Orange Bowl, you know, and try to prove a point and play for their teammates, have an undefeated season. And they're not going to risk, you know, Sprain an ankle or running their NFL games. Let me ask Steve about Ollie Gordon and his decision to stay. Were you surprised, and uh, what prompted that? No, wasn't the least bit surprised. Uh, when you saw those offensive linemen start coming back for their final year, clearly it was all sequenced. I mean, they they had their drum beat. They knew what their cadence wanted to be. I, I think this is the reality for Ollie. Um, from my opinion, I. I haven't talked to anybody with inside information. He's a second-year guy, so he's not eligible to declare yet. Um, So he's got one more season. So what if he goes to one of the Blue Bloods, takes their NIL cash and goes? He's going to split carries. He comes back to Oklahoma State. He's going to get 90% of the carries in that offense. He will have a chance to be a Heisman finalist at OSU. He goes someplace else, those carries are going to be split, and his numbers are going to be down. So I, I, I think it was a relatively good business decision for him. I know there's an NIL package behind it, but uh, if you want to make a run at the Heisman and you're a running back, you've got to consume 90% of your team's carries uh, because it's a quarterback's award now, and your numbers have to be audacious in order for a running back to win that thing. That's my think. Well, if he goes to another team, how, how does he know he's even going to be featured? That's right. He doesn't know that. 
That's right. I mean, he's he's going to line up back there in that OSU offense. He's going to get 90% of the handoffs. He's going to catch a handful of balls every single game. And he's got guys in front of him who he knows who won him the Doak Walker this year. I, I think it was a good business decision. Most college been, football teams are now playing air raids. They're throwing the ball most of the time. Yeah. They're not, it's not a running game. And if Ollie is happy there, why would you go? You would go if somebody said, we'll give you $3 million if you'll come over and play for us. But I, like Steve said, maybe he didn't want to go and split the, split the carries. Yeah. Not be yeah. Again, money's changed the game entirely. And one more rant about the players you're opting out of bowl games. Yep. Who's to say you might not enhance your draft status if you play? In if a you have game? a breakout game, yes, I, I'm with you. Play the game. I understand risk. Not, I mean, the risk of being hurt, but there's a risk in everything you do in life. There's a risk. Risk when you get in the car and drive one block to the Sonic. Yes. Uh, I just, I just wish the game. I go back to that. The comments from those players just talking about how it's a business decision. A business decision. You would have never heard that. You want to be 1965 exactly. Again. Everybody wearing the the sweater and and cheering for old state you or OU. Yeah, so do you, right? Well, if yeah. it's the right team. Yeah. 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 So so OSU got their W, and then we'll transition out of football. OSU got their W. It was a lackluster game. A and M was one of those teams that was absolutely depleted. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. Thunder played that night, and so I had. I had a strong desire to go see the Thunder and the Knicks, and I had one of my other daughters pulling me to come and watch the full game with her. It was an easy decision. I wanted to go see the Thunder because bowl games just aren't what they used to be. But I'm glad they got the W. I'm glad they beat the Aggies, and and away we go. Let's give Jim a moment to talk about his team's bowl season. Well, there it went. That's uh, that's excellent analysis, Jim. Care to call the Hogs? We had. I'm not talking about Arkansas. I'm going to talk about the Thunder game against the Knicks. It's well, time. Wait, wait a minute. Here. What? What? You, you're not going to talk about Arkansas at all? They At least they didn't lose a bowl game. They didn't give one away. Well, well thank you. They didn't play. Yeah. You know, when we – our new offensive coordinator, <laughs> when, when he fires him up and plays that air raid offense – yeah, when he's not we out, are gonna, when he's not out on his motorcycle gonna, carousing around the town, trying to pick up chicks. Some people. I, I'm I'm actually very excited about Arkansas coming to Stillwater next year. I, I'm I I am glad that we're going to do that home and home with you guys. Good. I think that'll be excellent. And I'm disappointed Arkansas is not on OU schedule in the SEC. Yeah, that seems like a game that should be played every I year. Thought, yeah, I thought that that's how it was going to be set up, and then they didn't end up in the little. I I don't think. My suspicion, I don't think they have done what we thought they would do because they know there are more teams on the horizon. I, I think they're trying to keep things a little bit in flux until they add their Florida State or whomever it is, and we go to these three mega conferences. Oh, I, it may be two. It may it, be like the NFL where you had just have two huge yeah. conferences. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. All right, Jim. You want to talk about the Thunder? I got on to you about the Hogs. What, what's your well, What's your take on the Thunder? Been exciting night because all three of us, we were. all three geezers, were in the house. And I'm surprised we were not on the scoreboard. And secondly, I stayed for the entire game this time. And uh, he had game, to because I wasn't leaving. Well, what a game it was! You know, um, 
we really struggled. I thought we really struggled in the first half uh, with with is it Julius Randle? That dude who is a load. That dude is a load. And then the other guy Brunson is that Jalen Brunson. That, that we couldn't keep guys from Villanova that can. Yeah, we ball. could not keep Brunson in front of us the entire night. He's a bucket. I mean, he's just an absolute bucket. I love his game. And Julius Randle, I I think he's underappreciated. He is just a big man who knows how to get to the bucket. If you recall, if you go back and listen to a few podcasts, we talk about the missing piece for mm-hmm. the Thunder, it's, what they could need. And I mentioned a guy like Julius Randle. He would fit it. Come a veteran preference. Prefer, uh, prefer, uh, I can't even say it. A presence, yeah. a veteran presence, and a really good player yeah. on both ends. Yeah. So, Jim, what, what was your what was your overall analysis well, of the you know, game? For me, uh, uh, J Dub, he's just continually emerging and becoming a bigger and bigger factor every game. And this this game, I think he was the factor. Was was that sequence of the Chet block? The rebound by Shea, and then the push down the floor and the kick out to—I mean, it was just—it was high quality basketball. And what did you say after that? The biggest play in the game. You know, the, the Thunder beat riders at the Oklahoma and the ones that used to be there, not now. They would have a, a tendency to pick out one play in the games at some point that sort of would epitomize the whole night. Well, if I was doing that and writing a story about this game. It would be that play. Yeah. Chet Randall could not believe that that wasn't goaltending. Yeah. And I think he was just as shocked that anybody could even block that shot. He's laying it up high on the blackboard. And when I saw it live, I thought it probably was a goaltend. But on replay, Chet got that ball. It was on its way up. Yeah, it was yeah. on its way up, and it had not touched the, the backboard. And then Williams gets a transition three. At that point, Thunder were up seven. Looks like it was going to be a five-point game, and then it becomes a ten-point game. Huge play in the game. Yeah. I mean, and I came away after watching them that night. My thought was, OKC has got a three-headed monster in Holmgren, SGA, and Williams. Mm -hmm. They are a problem for the NBA, and they're going to be a problem for a long time. And I think they really are contenders. I don't – you know, you you had shared a story – I think it was from the athletic, and the question, story, the nature of the story was: Are the Thunder too young to too win? Too soon, yeah. Too soon. If you'd asked me before the season started, could OKC win the NBA title? I would say that would be impossible. You were hoping at the early part of the season that they could find their way to six to avoid yeah. a play-in game. Exactly. Six was kind of the target. You ask me that now: Could the Thunder win the NBA championship? I'm saying likely not, but I'm not ruling it out as a possibility. I'd say there's a 10, 15% chance because I think they're that good. The one thing they don't have is playoff experience. And playoff basketball is an entirely different animal than the regular season. Yeah. There's nobody taking plays off in the playoffs. No. It becomes much more intense. And usually a team. I don't, in fact, I don't know if it's ever happened. Maybe it has. Has a team just ever appeared out of nowhere with no playoff experience and won the whole thing? Maybe not. Probably not. You usually have to see a team get in the playoffs, get some experience, earn some stripes, and then yeah. it, that was it the falls point to of a that title. athletic story that uh, we read uh, 
it pointed out a number of teams that have done like the uh, Thunder are doing now, and none of them were was able to get, advance very far in in the playoffs. This is what I think will make the Thunder a unique playoff team. In I could I very well could be proven very wrong. But one thing that has oppressed me about Coach Mark is he throws out some random lineups. I mean, he will he left Giddy on the floor for all but a minute of the fourth quarter for defensive purposes the other night. That was a defensive decision because of Giddy's height and length. So he does some really odd stuff. If he doesn't fall into a complacency pattern of shrinking his bench to only three and shuffles weird lineups every single night out there, we're going to be a tough matchup because I think truly we go 12 or 13 deep on this squad. I still don't think we win at all, but I think we will be a matchup that nobody wants to see us on their side of the bracket. It is a deep team. The thing that I fear may hurt them in playoffs is the, is the games get officiated differently in the playoffs become a much more physical and the officials may let, you know, teams push the thunder around. Yeah. Is SGA going to get to the line as much in the playoffs as he does in the regular season? Probably not. No. All right, gentlemen, we need to start our transition out so that we can get home and watch uh, what was on the night of a recording, a pretty good basketball between the Nuggets and the Thunder. Not watching college football. It's unwatchable. No, no. We'll be watching basketball. So our, our sign-off question, and, and I will start just because it's a little bit unusual. I asked each of you to consider what you considered to be your best sports moment of the past year. And, and I'm going to go a little bit obscure on this one. And it is the Oklahoma State men's cross-country team winning the national title in cross-country. Now, for those who don't follow cross-country, it is a brutal sport. Those athletes absolute, absolutely grind to put in the mileage. And to win that event, Oklahoma State had to take out Northern Arizona, which is a dynasty in the sport. And so when I look back on 23, I will be one of a handful who look back at that cross-country season and say, hey, that's pretty darn cool. So that's my memory. I can appreciate track cross-country. Ran it in high school. Hated it. I mean, it is hard. I wish it the best shape in my life. You know, I, of course, growing up in a little small town like Stigler, I got to play multiple sports. Yep. The advantage in growing up in a small town as opposed to somewhere like Edmond. But I played football, basketball, ran track. Track, best shape in my life in track all the time. Yep. So I can appreciate. Well, in that vein, I will throw out women's athletics at the University of Oklahoma. Woo! Women's gymnastics, and I've said before, gymnasts may be the all-around best athletes in the world. I can't, I can't understand how they even do some of that stuff. Gymnasts they, are swimmers. I've always been fan, a fan of the rigor of a swimmer. So yeah. two, two examples there. Sorry so, to interrupt. So OU Women's Gymnastics have now won six national championships in nine years, and I realize it's a subjective sport. Yeah. Anytime you get judging involved, yeah. and there's not near as many – gymnastics teams as there are like football and basketball teams. But still, I mean, they're a power. Mm-hmm. And then women's softball. What, what's the winning streak? 55 now? Something like that? 54? I don't know. Three straight national championships. 
how could you know, they were up for team of the year on the on the SP awards mm-hmm. of ESPN and they didn't win it and I'm thinking well if this OU softball team doesn't win team of the year after a third straight national championship there's never going to be a softball team win team of the year on the right. SPs but Patty Gasso Best coach in Oklahoma history. They're going to be building a statue of her down there at Love's Field. She might be the best collegiate coach in the state right now. She's incredible. It's amazing. And they're getting better. It's not like they had two or three years of a superstar. They're getting better every year. Well, and now she's like the Alabama football. I mean, basically she gets her pick of players. Yeah. And they're giving her a new stadium. It should be cool. Well, they should give her a new stadium. I mean, when you win like that, you get new stadiums. Deservedly. Jim, what's yours? Well, I may tear up a little bit. Mine is, uh, of course, the Texas Rangers coming oh, out good of gosh. nowhere. Coming out of nowhere. This is personal to me. I, I get it. Coming out of nowhere. They, we uh, had 50 years of futility to win the World Series, and uh, that's got to be my top. I have one more, though. Is uh, show I this is just another baseball thing. Shohei Otani and all the angst over what he's going to do, and then he goes to the Dodgers. But I think for baseball, it's a really good thing because baseball hasn't had a star, really hasn't had a star for you know since the Cincinnati Reds or maybe uh, King Griffey Jr. or somebody. So um, I, I think it's great that they have a, that it has a star now. Those are good stories. It's been a good year in sports. It has been a good year in sports. I need to fess up. Um, Rangers got off to their hot hot start. Um, I think there were like 40 games they had won, and I bet, Jim, they wouldn't exceed 84. I lost miserably, and, Jim, for your sake, I'm glad I did. And I'm looking forward to my lunch. Whenever we get that booked, we'll make it happen. Well, it was a miserable baseball summer for me. Well, it gives you plenty more to rant about, baby. Yeah, hey, yeah. Hey, but, Ed, spring training opens in about right. 30 days. There's always next year. Hope spring's eternal. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for everybody who's listening. Hope you have a happy new year. Ed, Jim, it's a delight to do this, and we will talk to you all soon. Thank you, Mentality. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, X. Don't forget to follow us on Threads. And on Instagram. Instagram. That's right at 3 old users. Easy to remember. All right, y'all have a great new year. <laughs>